Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, it's Greg Harrelson here, and I'm glad to, uh, you know, uh, share another episode of the Level Up podcast. You know, I love taking agents and creating entrepreneurs out of them. So hopefully this podcast is contributing to the uh, betterment of your real estate business. And uh, today I have got somebody on the line that I'm excited to talk about. We have been um, starting engaging quite a bit via Facebook. Um, and, and this is actually, I think, the first time we've ever really been face-to-face having a conversation. So pretty excited to, um, to uh, introduce you to Kenny, is it Klaus, right? Kenny Klaus. Yes, you know, yep. I know you're from Keller Williams out in the Phoenix area. Um, tell us, Phoenix is pretty broad, so tell us a little bit more specific what areas you work. Well, I think when you think Arizona, you got obviously Phoenix, Tucson, those markets. So I'm basically in the Phoenix market. Um, specifically the East Valley, so like your Tempe, uh, Mesa, Chandler, Gilbert area. But for reference, just Phoenix would be is perfect. So yeah, I've been been here since the '70s, so you know know the area, all sides of town, and uh, um, obviously just a we're truly the wild wild west right now with the with the real estate market. That's for sure out here. So it seems like everything happens in Phoenix. Like you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, people say well things start out out west and they move kind of east. But, you know, let's just face it, the, the Arizona is West, right? In, in, the, in the sense of things, the, all the different companies, tech companies, they seem to like test and pilot things in your market as well as I, I would say you're probably one of the first three or four markets that they pilot in, which Kenny takes us to, you know, I, wanna, I want the audience to know, look, man, uh, Kenny's a great real estate agent, support him. He's with KW. If you got any referrals going his way. He's got, uh, he, he can definitely help you. But what brought Kenny and I together was um, a little bit different than most of the podcasts that I have. I was actually on Facebook and, uh, or, and I got an invite, I believe, to a Facebook, uh, you know, uh, page that you created or a group and it's called the iBuyer Hub, right? Yep. iBuyer Hub. Yeah. HB. And, yep. and I, I feel like I was one of the first, you know, I don't know, 50 people. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, and all of a sudden this thing started growing and growing and growing. But what was fascinating is the people who were posting information on the iBuyer Hub Facebook group were actually posting really, really relevant and quality information. So I, I, I want to have a conversation with you about iBuyer programs. It's not about Zillow. It's not about Open Door. It's about everybody that actually is speaking the term iBuyers. Yeah. Um, and because as individual real estate agents, I think there's a lot of um, concern, like how do you compete against these as individual agents? So let's start off. Why in the world did you actually start this Facebook page? What was your mindset behind it? And then let's just talk more about iBuyer. Well, I think, and I, and I appreciate it. I think, you know, interesting when you mentioned the name of your podcast is Level Up. And I think, I think this technology and where things are heading are forcing us as an industry to level up. I mean, to, to up our game, if you will, um, from a service level and, and all those things. And, you know, in Arizona, Open Door launched first here about four and a half years ago. Um, I was probably like a lot of people are today, just kind of head in the sand, thought that doesn't work. They're not making any money. All those things that we still hear today as they launch into these new markets. Um, for me, it was starting to hear dialogue from people throughout the country and going, man, 
you know, they're all unified in their message. Open door offer, but we'll call it Zoo, right? So open door offer that they're all unified because they're under one brand. We're all even under the same brand. We're not necessarily unified. And so, with the iBuyer messaging and what they're doing in certain parts of the country, I thought it'd be nice to share and to know what's coming or what's already been tried or what they're doing, so that we can figure out best practices to stay in between the iBuyer and our clients. And that's really my goal is how do we keep the agent relevant? And the big thing we're doing, our newest piece of marketing has like an elephant on it. And it's like, hey, you know, get the elephant out of the room. Like, let's face it, our customers are seeing the ads. I mean, there's no shortage of money that these guys yeah. have to spend. So billboards, radio, TV, Facebook, I mean, redirect, you name it, they're everywhere. And our clients end up going around us if we don't lead the conversation. And yeah. so the idea of iBuyer Hub was like, instead of just me fighting this battle alone, why not partner with a bunch of great agents throughout the country and say, what are you doing? What script are you using? Marketing, any of that kind of stuff that we can share to stay relevant to our client. And the truth of it is they're hearing all this stuff. It's really our job to help decipher those messages and share with them. Yeah. A term that I'm starting to hear that I found interesting is, you know, it's like, like you can sell your car on your own private party and probably make a little bit more money or you can go to the dealer and trade it in and you already know you're going to get less than what you could on the open market. Mm -hmm. Our analogy is but we just need to be able to articulate that to clients. Like, hey, you know, there is an easier way and it comes with some easier things. What we're really focusing on for us right now with our clients is, hey, that extra 10, 12, 15, $20,000 or more what is that? Like that is a family vacation. That is paying off student debt. That is buying a, a, a new car, a used car. That is putting some money in savings and bringing them back to the tangible thing. It's like when you go to Vegas, they don't just say, play with your dollars. They give you chips. And the reason mm -hmm. is they remove that emotion to money and you bet more freely. Equity is very similar to me to chips in Vegas. It's they earned 80000 on their house over the last five years. They can give up 15 of it. But if you equate that to, well, the average industry that someone's making 60000 70000 a year maybe gets a 2 or 3% raise annually, which is nothing compared to, like, if your boss says, here's a $10,000 raise, you'd be like, holy cow, I just got, this is huge. Like, yeah. this is what we're leaving. So when I say level up, when I mentioned that earlier, or, or stepping up our game, it's because we now have to do a better job of articulating that to our clients and then being able to provide the value to help them get top dollar to potentially look at each option. Um, yeah. and don't get me wrong. The iBuyer option, it's a great tool. And I have nothing against those guys. I think it's a great tool. They slid right in between retail and wholesale and filled a void that we're like, nobody can make money in that. Well, it turns out you can eventually, I think, anyway, on scale. And with ancillary services, but our messaging to our database is what's so important. And in our Phoenix market, like Offerpad, they're on TV all the time. And Brian Bear's sitting on a couch and he's talking to these people about how easy it is and avoid all the hassle. If you're allowing him to message your database, whose fault is that? Is what I look at. Yeah. And this is back to level up. Like, what video have you sent to your database saying, "Hey guys, have you seen all this?" I buyer stuff and open door and all in this in this market, man. I don't know about you. I'm confused, but and I'm in the industry. Let me help you decipher all this stuff, um, and I can still represent you. 
and there's still a lot of value with the agent. You're, you're, you're the only one truly representing the client. Everyone else has their own best interest. There's yeah. opportunity to help navigate through home inspections. And I truly believe that if you can use as your scripting to your clients, like, hey, when I submit to Open Door Offer Pad on your behalf, I'm actually marketing to them. Most homeowners are just filling out the boxes and submitting it and seeing what happens. As agents, we're used to saying, hey, this is located across from a community park. It has an extended patio. It has, you know, you know, new updated air conditioning unit. Those aren't questions that are asked. And so when these guys are valuing the property, they're sitting in, in an office building somewhere. They never see the house and they're just giving them a value. But if you can add more specifics to the house, I think it helps increase the offer. So my point is yeah. there's a lot of ways that that we could still be a valuable tool. And I really want to make them the tool for my business instead of me become the tool to their business. Yeah, a few things that, you know, that, that's resonating with me is number one, there's so much information out there. And what I hear you saying is as one of, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a question, I think, in a lot of agents' minds that no one wants to verbalize because it sounds like, okay, uh, it's a scarcity mindset. But I actually think there's a very scarcity mindset in our industry right now around this conversation, right? And so there's a, so much information out there, but the, where the real estate agent is still needed is in the interpretation of that information because they've got all this information, and, 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 but that's not the whole story. Like right. what you're talking about, okay, hey, look, you can, yes, you can sell it in seven days or have a contract um, and it'll close eventually and you can give up the $20,000 or you can do this. And, um, and not give up the 20,000. And it's somebody that's there to be able to show them like the pros and the cons of all options, not just um, what some of these companies are doing is they're only presenting the option that works for that company. And I understand, and what's really cool about the Facebook group is there's not a lot of, there's actually no bashing or very little bashing of iBuyer programs. That's not what this is about. What, what, what this was about is like, okay, what are some, we know this is going on. And so what do we do about it? And you asked a good question. It's like, you know, okay, open door might be sending videos in the form of uh, television commercials to your audience. Well, what are we doing to our audience? Because what the real estate agent population has been, been like, we've been like deer and uh, looking at, you know, deer staring in the headlights, right. you know, we're frozen and like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? And, and, and here's what I've got to say. Just do something. Like, even if you do the wrong thing, do something. Because you, you know, it's kind of like just you're at a crossroads. Just choose one and you'll figure out if you actually chose the wrong one. And you can always turn around and then choose the other one. But not choosing one is the worst thing that you can do. So within the Facebook group, I know that I, I personally uploaded um, some drip emails. I'm getting dripped on one, by one of the iBuyer programs. So I went ahead and uploaded that to the uh, Facebook group and just said, hey guys, here's what kind of emails are being sent to me. Now, when I look at those emails, I'm thinking these guys are spending millions of dollars sending emails to try to get engagement. Maybe I should read these emails and see if I can learn anything that I might be able to apply to my practice and be able to offer value. So, you know, again, I know we're talking a lot about the groups because I've already been getting a lot of value out of it, but let's talk a little bit more about like, what are the fears that you're seeing within the agents about the iBuyer programs? And what are some of the things that you feel we should, how, how should we be shifting our mindset and looking at this as an opportunity, not looking at this as a problem? Well, Any I mean, thoughts a, on that? 
Yeah, as a listing agent, I mean, let's face it, what, what do you, what's your goal is to find buyers for your property. And what I find is we submit right away to the iBuyers and we do a side-by-side -side comparison for our client. So here's the best iBuyer net offer. Here's what I think retail we could go for. Which one do you guys want to choose? It's not my choice to, to not show them any offers. It, my fiduciary is to show them offers that are available in the marketplace and then decipher or explain those offers. Like they, they're not as is because a lot of people think they're as is. They're not. They're still an inspection. Yeah. And just and guide them through and say, guys, which route do you want to go? Here's what I think it'll take to sell your house. And here's what I think the net will be. Because by the way, when they send their offers, they send a side-by-side -side comparison but they put the same price is what they're going to buy it for. They add seller concessions, which don't always happen, especially in our market right now. And they make it look worse to go to market. So in fairness to us, we need to say, Hey, let me get you a true side by Cause I'm actually the one seeing your home and I can help you. And here's what I think the market is going to do. And this is why I think this would be a better choice. Now, don't get me wrong. The compensation factor is much different can be much different between I buyer and retail too. So we've obviously got some motivation. My point is that our motivation has to turn into what services are we offering the client? Do we have mm -hmm. painters and handyman? Can we help fund that process to get the home ready, to get them that extra 10, 15, 20? So the Delta now becomes $30,000 difference in net versus eight or 10,000. Cause I'll be honest, I mean, myself, do I want to get my house ready to show get out of the house for a couple hours, have a, a lender not close on time and deal with all that for eight or 10 grand if I'm sitting on a couple hundred thousand equity, no brainer, I'm on to the next house. But if you can say, guys, if we do these few things, we can actually turn this into 25, 30,000 for you. And that's why I say our skill set as an agent is going to have to get better in a lot of cases. Meaning, no. you think about it, we lost search many years ago, right? I mean, to Zillow, we lost search. Um, so the consumers are finding properties now. And if we're not able to articulate all the value in a home or, or functions of a home or what type of products are in the home, even the landscaping, like we have to be able to talk better so that at the end of the transaction, when the client is sitting at the table, if the question was asked, do you feel like you could have done this with Kenny or without Kenny? And that's the question I keep asking myself now. Could yeah, they have the that with me, only with me or without me? And I'll be honest, a lot of agents aren't even at the closing table anyway, which is a huge mistake in my opinion. And the client's going, well, they just made 10 grand, 12 grand, 15 grand. And I found the house and I did this. So if you're not finding ways to add more value, as far as the I buyer, I just think it it's part of the conversation. Like, don't act like it doesn't exist. Talk to your database about it. Um, yeah. you know, most of us send a crappy email newsletter that's automated that we don't even read ourselves and then expect the client to read it. We need to shoot video like like we use viral marketing. I mean, Frank's been great with that product to be able to send out a video to our database and say, hey, guys, it's Kenny. Just, you know, are you confused on selling your house in today's market? Heck, I was, too. There's so many things going on out there. Great news is I've done all the research on all of them and I can help explain all the different options to you. Let me know when you're ready. Let's get together and talk. That way you don't have to give out all your personal information, which, by the way, they may sell. Um, it's just me and you still, and I can help guide you any, any, whichever direction you decide to go. And yeah. that's really just as, it's as simple as that, but it's consistent messaging around that. Cause if not, they're inundated right now. And honestly, the more I buyers that come into the market, the better for us, in my opinion, cause it just creates more confusion for the consumer. And that's they, a good point. 
Well, and who wants to leave money on the table? If you're only going to one eye buyer, hey, look, I'm going to all three of them to get you yeah. the highest and best offer. All right. And when I submit the difference too, like I tell our clients, when we submit, they know they're being shopped. Mm -hmm. When you submit, they think it's one-on-one. -on -one. So my opinion is they're going to put a higher, a best, highest and best type offer. Yeah, they're competing. Because they know they're being shopped. Yeah. You know, so one of the things that we talked about um, at one point, I don't know if we traded messages on this, um, but I was posing the question, okay, let's just step back for a minute and look at iBuyer programs as being positive for the consumer. Now, that's, a, that's very debatable. There's a lot of people <laughs> that could argue that, but I just want to step into that hypothetical for a minute. Like, why does the iBuyer work for some people? And I think what we came up with is speed and convenience, right? Certainty. certainty. Oh, okay. I like that. Speed, yep. convenience, and certainty. That's a yep. really good one. I didn't have that one. Okay. So then what we have to look, like, look at as real estate agents is how do we, how do, how, now that we know that the consumer likes speed, convenience, and certainty, how do we add speed, convenience, and certainty to our menu of items that we're actually providing for the real estate agent or for the, uh, for the consumer? Because right. that's why they're willing to do these things is for speed, convenience, and certainty. It's not necessarily um, because they like the price. It's just that they like the, they like the speed, convenience, and certainty better right. than the price, than the, than the fact that they have to lower their price. Anything besides those three that you can, how do we do, how do we, how do we pull that off? Well, and truthfully, speed is what everyone has found out is not been as big a factor as they thought. When they say we can close in 10 days, people are like, I can't get out of my house in 10, unless it's vacant, right? So speed is, is probably the trailing factor. I think it's mm. the idea of no open houses, no showings. Um, I don't have to spend any money to get my house ready. They're just going to take that into the offer. I mean, I don't have to go outlay cash to put in new carpet and paint and update the kitchen and those type of things. So the way we can beat that is either we have a service that can help them fund those things, whether it's, you know, via credit card or whether it's a small loan to help them get the home ready to go to market. The certainty is just, again, like in all of our listing agreements, we, we have permission from the seller to not even present them offers until, because again, legally we have to present offers. We have permission to not present unless we have a fully executed pre-approval form signed by the, you know, the mortgage person and the, and the buyer completely filled out, checked, tax returns received, you know, W-2s, all the stuff that needs to be done to try to weed that. So we do the best we can for certainty. Now, yes. again, there's still human beings involved at that point, And we know that every deal isn't perfect. But again, we try to try to remove that from them and say, you know, here's the things we do to make sure we ensure an on-time closing so that you can get where you need to go. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry about that. But you know what? Even if somebody goes to one of the iBuyer, official iBuyer type of programs, I mean, certainty is really only a perception because there are plenty of contracts that, that they're accepting that they're falling through and never closing. So cert certainty is, it's not a definite. It's, right. it's really more of making somebody feel that the level of certainty is higher with that option than another option. So it's not that we have to guarantee something, it's, but we have to be able to communicate to our clients um, uh, uh, in a way where they sense that there's a higher level of certainty with us than the other options that they're looking at. You agree right. on that? Yeah, and I think just calming them that, you know, because you know, all you have to do is go on their websites or listen to their commercials, and then you just have to 
find a response to those things. So, you know, what is it? Like, like the one we just did, they were gonna go with an iBuyer. I finally said, you know, I think we can up the price a little bit. Let's do a little bit of painting, a little touch up. Um, my guess is it'll sell in the first weekend and it should go very smooth. We went ahead and did it. I told him, I said, I can't guarantee you, but my guess is we'll be around $10,000, $11,000 more net with this offer for 48 hours worth of showings. Would that be worth it to you? And they're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Well, we ended up having, um, I think, four showings, two offers. Um, so when I did the math, we ended up, we're ended up netting 14000 more right now. So just some quick math. I was like, guys, that those few hours on Saturday that you were out of the house, each one of those showings was worth about 3500 Was that worth the inconvenience for an extra $14,000? And it was like, so we put it in perspective for him and try to explain, you know, it might be a little bit more hassle, but is it worth it? And by the way, you know, unlike selling a car where you got to deal with selling the car, we're the ones dealing with all the marketing, the phone calls, get, I mean, you have to open your house up to show, but if we do it correctly, we limit hours and we can do certain things to make it a custom experience. So far, it, it, it's really had to change, you know, the way our presentations went in the past. We have to really get the elephant out of the room early and then talk about the pros and cons. And again, I'm not pushing them one way or the other, in all honesty. I'm just giving them all the data and let them make an educated decision. If, if not, they're only hearing one side of the story. Yeah. And I can show yeah. both sides. It sure has, has um, proven what a lot of people believed already is like, you know, anybody who's looking to purchase something, they love to have options. Or anytime you're making a decision, they love to have options. And if you think about it, um, you know, a real estate um, agent in the past is the options have been a high price, take some time, uh, you know, a high, uh, uh, this price or this price, you know, that's it. It's not like sold right now at this amount of time frame, or, you know, or, or this price or this. It's like, this is opening up the number of options that we can present. Now, it does mean that there's a lot more competition because now not only are we competing against other real estate agents, but these iBuyer programs are attracting seller leads and can actually do deals direct, right? So they are competitors in that sense, but so is the fellow agent around down the road that's out there trying to compete with you and, 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 and win the listings over uh, before you, you, know, you obtain them. So it's just another competitor. But I, I know that, you know, that you've got somewhere to be and I want to be, you know, uh, sensitive on time. You know, for those agents out there right now that are kind of panicking and they're saying, you know what, this is disruption. Uh, I'm concerned that this is really going to, next thing you know, they're going to be in real estate sales and they're going to try to eliminate the real estate agent. Um, you know, do you have any just ideas or, 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 or tips that you can just share with them? And maybe it's just a way they need to be thinking that can kind of put them back into action mode versus like that um, paralyzed position that I feel like so many agents are in right now. Um, and and, and it's, it's, it's such a great question. And I think it's, it's going to be relevant going forward is it, it's this proactive approach that we need to have versus reactive. Most of us are reacting to going, Oh, they're lowball offers or they're this, well, the, the consumer's curious. So they're going to go find out around you. And I think really it's just a mindset shift. Hey, everything's up for grabs right now. I mean, the client's up for grabs, commissions are up for grabs. I mean, the whole thing, it's what are you going to do about it and get your head out of the sand, start listening and learning and start, you're going to start adapting your marketing message to say, yeah, these guys are a tool. They're a buyer. Let's get the offers and let me help navigate. I mean, if we all agree, and I know you 
like me, our number one source of business is pass repeat referral business. And so if that's it, then are you talking to your day? And I know I've said it, but I can't harp on it enough is are you conveying these messages? You know, it's no different than if I have to hear what the tax law changes are and I don't hear them from my CPA and I have to find them on my own, is the value of my CPA that valuable? If I don't have my insurance agent once a year review my policies to make sure I'm optimized, how value, I could just go online and get a new policy. So I think as an agent, it's our job to, to explain the disruption through our eyes, through a professional, and through more of a neutral lens, right? Their message is all geared towards sell to us, we make it so easy, you don't need the hassle of showings and uh, as an agent and pay these fees and all that. What's the flip side? And the problem is we sit here and get upset and on forums complain and, oh, they're doing this and sign this petition and they're doing this and they're dirty and they're, hey, the reality of it is, is they're buying properties and they're closing on time and they've provided, they've solved the biggest pain point in our whole business, which is selling a property. But if you spin that around, and let's just say, Greg, that you have an open house and me and my wife walk in and we, we fall, and I'm not a licensed agent, we just walk in and she falls in love with the house. You know I'm in trouble. Like I got to figure out a way to buy this house, but yeah. I got to go sell my house. All of a sudden the agent in there is like, well, you know, um, you know, by the time you get your house on the market, this probably won't work because this will sell. Or an agent who's actually educated on iBuyer says, you know what? Great news is, is I can stop by your house this afternoon, have a cash offer on it tomorrow. Let's see what that looks like. And if everything goes well, we could have an offer on this house same day. So in 24 to 48 hours, we potentially could have you in this house. Are you willing to give up a little bit of equity maybe to get this house that you want? Possibly. But then if you don't have an option, they go back home. They start thinking about my husband's traveling next week. We've got kids. School's getting ready to start. Forget it. But if you have a solution, say, well, what if I had an offer? You know, if you think back, I don't know if you did it or not. I didn't personally, but guaranteed sale. I mean, really, your marketing message is guaranteed offer. You now have a guaranteed offer that you can market that on social media, um, in your marketing, in your farming, whatever you're doing. Hey, get a guaranteed offer in 24 hours. They may not like it, but you've got them a guaranteed offer. And then, so my point is, there's a lot of solutions that have come from this. We're just not looking hard enough to say, how do these solutions pan out for our clients? Because at the end of the day, the consumer's going to win in the end. I mean, this is what's happening. We're bundling services. Um, we're making it easier to sell. So keep in mind, if, if they're going to win long-term, the longer you fight it, the further away you're going to be from staying in business, in my opinion. And I think it's, it's, it's actually kind of a, a cool tool. The other thing that we found is by getting the iBuyer offer, we find out very quickly where their bottom is in their pricing. So if they say we want three hundred thousand, and the i buyer comes in at two eighty five, and they're like, "Well, you know, we'd consider that." You go, "Okay, at least I know that there there's room." Because you know, you leave. The, I'm not taking less than three hundred. Then yeah. let them be, let them be the bad guy and get a lower offer. And at least you know where the ceiling is. I mean, at least you. Know, I mean, where the floor is. Like you know where they may go to, and you're not the bad guy. Otherwise, That's you're. Taking I mean, those are bait. I, 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 the audience has got to rewind. The recording and listen to that last little you know uh, uh, rant that you just went on because you just really dropped some nuggets on how you can shift your mindset from this is an opportunity versus this is a problem, okay, um, and 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 you just gave us some action items on how they can actually monetize this entire process. So that that that's solid. Solid. Let me tell you, let me and let me tell you, Greg. 
it is a problem. I mean, it is a problem in my business. My average commission has gone down. Uh, we don't get our signs up if we sell to them because now they're relisting it. I mean, it is yeah. a challenge. Yeah, I there are some threats. There are threats. Let's not ignore it. Yeah, I don't want to paint a picture like, man, they are the best thing that sends sliced bread. The point is that I don't believe they're going away. So if yes. they're not going away, I've got to learn how to maximize and do the best I can. And, and quite honestly, all it's doing is creating more real estate conversations at parties, at events. You know, if you have your, you know, your branded shirt on, you can't quite see it. But I mean, people are asking questions now, like what's going on with this? It's, you just got to lean in. My point is if you don't lean into it, I fear that the future is going to be really tough for you because I believe that it's going to continue to gain some market share. I mean, Zillow's already said they're expecting 20 billion in the next three to five years from that program. I mean, they've got the eyes already. If you can just click on it and get an offer, how are you stopping people from doing that before you get to them? It's messaging. It's making sure your teams are speaking the language at open houses. It's just, it, you know, it's, it's new scripting that we haven't had before. Yeah. The benefit of it is, is you have a buyer. I mean, and let's face it, sometimes you, let's just, you get that dog listing, right? Like, wouldn't it be great to get that off your books and go sell them a new house and get, you know, your commission on the other end? I yeah. mean, truthfully, I mean, it, it's, you know, a lot of agents do it with builders, right? They get a builder lead, they go, you know, they get the commission here, they list it low on the other end just to, it's a volume thing. This is going to be, there's going to be some volume that's going to have to come from this. Yeah. That's at least my thoughts. So. Well, that's cool, man. So, hey, let's um, wrap it up with how, how can people get involved with the Facebook group? Can you tell them the official name um, of it again? Because I don't, I, I think I, I gave the right name, but, um, you know, I just go to it now and start, start <laughs> chatting with everybody. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to make it real simple. So just, just the word iBuyer and then the word hub, H-U-B. So iBuyer, hub. I tried to keep it simple, and, and the goal is if you, the definition of hub is the center of activity where things radiate from, so we wanted to be the hub where we can all come together and ask questions, and let's face it, some of us have iBuyers, you know, there's one in, uh, I think, San Antonio or something called Perch or something, there's, there's smaller ones, yeah. um, you know, we're just starting to experience Knock, but we know Knock has been in other cities, so if there's agents there that can, hey, pop on and share what their experiences has been, are they involved, not involved? Like, how does that work? Like, I got a lot of learning to do, and yeah. I'd rather learn together. And I'd rather, honestly, at the end of this, make sure we keep our agents in between the iBuyer and our client and continue to serve people. And yeah, that's great. That's, that's why we're doing I, it. The, the first time I, the only time I've ever seen an actual Zillow billboard, like an iBuyer billboard, is on your Facebook group. Yeah, somebody posted somebody just it. posted it the other day, and I'm like, I'm I'm click on it, I zoom it, I'm looking at like how are they presenting this, and yep. like you know, no, I'm not going to go out and put a billboard on there that says I'll buy your property and you know, and you can close it out in so much period of time. No, I'm not going to do that. But I, but I need to be able to know what the competition's doing, and then I can reflect and figure out, okay, what what does the game need to look like for me to win with my clients knowing that that's how they're planning on winning with their clients. So that was pretty cool that somebody and, shared that. Greg, the truth of it is all their messaging, they've already done all this, spent all the money on marketing and how to do it. Just, just take your R&D department, your rip off and duplicate department, yeah. and put that messaging in your ads because you can go get those offers. Yeah. So just use them as the tool 
versus you becoming the tool for them. And so yeah, they've already done the A-B testing. That, my, my point is they know what works to get consumers to click and do it. You just kind of mirror that so that you're the one talking to your client about it. If not, they are. And don't be ignorant to the fact that, I mean, I can't tell me, this is how it started. Keep in mind, I've been doing this four and a half plus years now. We go to clients that like we're A clients, sit down and all of a sudden they'll pull out the open door offer. And you're like, yeah. I, I'm your guy. Like, what do you mean? And then, so we, that's what it forced us to go. We got to start getting these because then the consumer would pull it out and go, oh, yeah, I got one of those already too, or I've already done that. Great. Let us go get you a new one with what we do and then take you through the process. And, and we found out they loved it because they like coming to our office. They like talking to us using my moving truck, my services versus completely disconnecting after 10 years of working with me. They still want that level of service, plus that level of confidence and negotiation and certainty that they have someone on their team. Yeah. It's like going to a, like in Arizona, I don't know about you guys, but in Arizona, if you go into a new build, you have to have your agent the first time. And if you don't, they won't compensate. Well, that's my whole thing is, well, yeah, because now they control all the conversation. It's like going to court and not having an attorney and the other guy has an attorney. Mm-hmm. Like you probably don't know all the ins and outs. It's your first time. They've been there 500 times. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have me on your team? And I think that we can explain that and we can earn our value. But like like your program, I love it. Level up. Agents, we have to level up, man. It's time. They've, yeah. they've forced the hand, and this is going to be really good for the consumer. And truthfully, for a lot of us who've been, honestly, probably gotten a little bit comfortable with how things have been. Yeah, we, we it's definitely got a lot of real estate agent, a, agents, even top agents, like um, – energized again now some of that energize is coming the energy is coming from fear and scarcity and some of its <laughs> excitement but the reality is is it's got a lot of top agents off their butts and stand to stand up and engage in these conversations and almost i think there's there there's this whole i i feel because i'm talking i talk to so many top agents around the country and i just get this sense of like everyone's like looking to reinvent themselves again which i think Again, if, if, if nothing but that occurs, the consumer wins because, because we're just going to now, we're going to become more relevant, more current. And if we're not, we're going to become obsolete, you know, but I just sense a lot of people got energy and they're saying, Hey, I'm going back to work and figuring this out. Hey, this is a, this is fight or flight time. Either yeah. step up or step out. And, yeah. and the good thing is, is that really all lot of what you've done to get you where you're at is not changing that much. It's just your messaging has to change a little bit and probably the frequency of it to make sure that you're hitting people more because they are marketing the heck out of this stuff, especially when they launch a new city. They come full force. So, I mean, like we do homeowner workshops every month too at my office, and we've just found that the dialogue that used to happen is like a small percentage of it, and now it's all about understanding this stuff. And they leave and they're like, man, this is such an insight. Like we're so glad that we came and understand now what this is. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we just want you to be armed with all the data and then have someone on your team to represent you through the process. And it's, it's been phenomenal. And like I said, it's, it's, it's just a buyer and just learn to adapt a little bit. There's going to be pressure on commissions and other, some other things that go along with it, but there's also a speed to get your home sold to help them go find their new house. I mean, that's a value a lot of times yeah. too. No so, doubt. Um, and I think it creates more, you know, Gary Keller's always said the internet didn't create more buyers and sellers, right? And that's proven. When Zillow says how many unique visitors every month, how many sales, there's only so many sales every month. Like that hasn't changed. This actually does create, in my opinion, more buyers and sellers because you can move easier and more freely in this process versus the 
why people do it every seven to 10 years because it's a major undertaking yeah. in your life. This can be speed and you can move and get going quickly. Yeah, you, about, people may be buying and selling houses uh, more frequently, kind of like people are buying and selling cars, right? It's like right. instead of like staying in a house on average seven and a half, eight years, then we, I think you and I have talked about this in the past, or at least we did on the Facebook page, that there's a possibility that we'll see that seven year shrink to five year. So right. that will actually create more transactions. We just got to make sure we're still relevant for those transactions. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, we got a year, century, 20 out. I'm KW. Who cares? We're, we're, we're agents that are serving people. We got to pull together. That's and right. Unify. If we don't unify, they are. And then they're, they're going to divide and conquer. We have to unify our messaging to stay relevant. And that's really why I think we're both spending time trying to share with people. Is, that's right. Guys, this is one of the biggest opportunities. Let's look at that. Opportunities we've had in our industry since I can remember. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Your conversation is top of mind for everybody right now. Yeah. So all you listeners out there, go and um, you know like that iBuyer Hub page. This is not a monetized type of page. It's just <laughs> all just free flowing conversations. But there's some heavy hitters um, on that page. I know that's where Kenny and I hang out and have these conversations, and people are chiming in and whatnot. So I welcome as many people as possible because that's just more information and more collaboration. So Kenny, thank you so much. I mean, I was, I was really excited about having this chat. It's a little different conversation, but I just think, well, you know, hey, let's, let's go ahead and talk about the elephant that's in the room and, 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 and let's, let's, you know, take some action. So thank you so much Absolutely. for all of you that are listening. Please go ahead. If you like this, give us a review, reach out to Kenny um, through the uh, Facebook page. If you have any questions, send him referrals down in the, uh, the Arizona Phoenix area. And, uh, and uh, keep listening and share this to as many people as you can. We'll talk soon.